In the Mountain West, we take the lead. We show heart and grit and have the vision to be leaders in everything we do. We don't wait for opportunities. We create our own. Today is our day, and we will take the lead. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the first Volleyball Edition episode of the Mountain West Podcast, Taking the Lead. On this episode of Taking the Lead Volleyball Edition, I sit down with Utah State head coach Rob Nielsen. He's entering his fourth season with the Aggies and is coming off an exceptional campaign in 2022, leading the Aggies to their first ever Mountain West Tournament Championship and first NCAA tournament berth since 2010. All right. Well, I'm joined now by Utah State Volleyball head coach, Rob Nielsen. Coach, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to have you uh, as the first guest on the volleyball edition episode of Taking the Lead. All right. Happy to be with you and I'm excited that you guys are doing this and showcasing our great sport. Yeah. Well, last year was a great year for the Aggies, and you certainly did not slow down this offseason. You just returned from the 2023 Global Challenge in Europe, where you were one of two Mountain West coaches who coached a team comprised of players from around the Mountain West over the course of two weeks overseas. Can you walk me through what that experience was like and how that all came about? Uh, Yeah, so they've hosted this Global Challenge for a long time. Bring It Promotions is the group that puts it on. Uh, They're involved in all sorts of tours all around the country. Um, and so, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe five, 10 years ago, they started hosting a tournament in Pula, Croatia. Uh, Croatia is one of the most beautiful uh, countries on earth. And Pula is just this wonderful spot to be right on the Adriatic. So a really great spot to visit. And uh, they started bringing teams from all around the globe. Uh, and the Mountain West is one of the is the only conference that the coaches have committed to each institution sponsoring an athlete. So normally Athletes have to pay their own way to go have this experience. Uh, the Mountain West coaches have agreed uh, that each school is going to sponsor an athlete, one or two players from their team. And we try and bring a representation of each uh, university in the Mountain West. So we had players, I think, from uh, nine of 11 uh, universities this year uh, attend the Mountain West Challenge or the Global Challenge. Um, and what's great is that the coaches have also agreed that we want to send the best of the best. Uh, and so we had an, it was an all star team and just a great group of women and the best players in our conference. And I think it's an honor to be chosen uh, to go represent the conference. Uh, it's this unbelievable experience. Half of those players had never been out of the country before. And so to get to use volleyball as a venue to go explore as a as an avenue to go explore the world is just this really cool opportunity. Uh, we spent four days training in Slovenia and played the Slovene and the Croatian uh, junior national teams. Uh, we got down to Croatia um, and got to play uh, a team of graduate students that go from a, after um, they finish playing in the USA, they go to London and get their master's degree, go to uh, England. So we played uh, a team of kind of postgraduates uh, from the USA. We played the Cameroon national team, just an amazing group of athletes and women um, and just had this great experience. And uh, we were lucky enough to win the tournament, uh, which is just a representation of how amazing uh, the athletes are in this conference. And then most of all, I think the relationships that uh, the athletes got to develop with one another, uh, you know, you look across the net and you're kind of enemies with some of the best players on the other teams. Uh, and we got to forge some relationships that I think are going to carry beyond so it was just a it was just a wonderful experience. 
Yeah, I think that'll be really cool for the players. Like you've been playing against them for a couple of years now, and now you have that friendship built from this experience that will carry on through the years that you then play each other across the net. So that'll be really cool. Well, what was from some of your favorite memories from the trip? Um, I lived in Croatia for a couple of years, about 20 years ago. So kind of learned to speak the language. So for me, it was just this great time to be, you know, going back and, and getting to reminisce and, and be with uh, those great people. Um, and then just, I don't know, with the players, just the bonding that you had, you know, we're not, we're not doing a ton of coaching. We're not changing mechanics. We're not doing stuff that's, uh, it's, you know, you're working with an all-star team. And so you're just trying to accentuate the great things that the players do and maybe get on the page a little bit. Uh, hey, we want to serve tough. We want to serve receive at a high level. And we want to find some offensive rhythm was our goal uh, when we went over there. Um, but really, I think, you know, the memories are always just around the people that we got to hang out with and getting to know the other athletes from the teams, um, you know, getting to know other coaches uh, from all over the world and uh, getting to kind of experience and, and just mingle with people from Turkey, from Cameroon, from Germany, from Slovenia, from Croatia. Uh, it's just a really magical experience. And it, I think opens our eyes, you know, there's different ways to play volleyball. There's different styles and different things that people are doing that uh, are intriguing. And I think um, kind of broaden our horizons on, on what's out there. Absolutely. An eye-opening experience, a fun experience. I mean, you get to win the thing too. So, I mean, just do it all while you're over there. That was awesome. Well, you were picked as the preseason favorite to share the Mountain West title in the coaches poll this year. Uh, you've got an experience group back this season with a lot of the heavy hitters back. I'm curious, like, does your approach to a season change at all when you have so many experienced players back um, as opposed to being a program that's rebuilding? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For us, you know, the previous preseasons have been about, look, we got to learn our system. You know, we brought in eight or nine new players, you know, in previous years. And so we got to figure out what's going on and we need to get a lot better. So it's all about repetitions and cramming in a lot of work and two a days and some of those things. Uh, and this year was uh, it was amazing how competitive it was in our gym, uh, which I think is great. But it was almost about pairing back. Um, you know, we have an experienced group. They know our system. They understand what to do. They understand pressure moments. And so how are we going to help us to be in great shape physically um, for the grind of the season? And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe we pushed them too much, you know, even, um, even in trying to pair back. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, kind of this group compete. Like you mentioned, we have three graduates. We have six, five seniors. And so... Um, it's just a really, really experienced group. And so I'm excited to get out and compete and really uh, give them an opportunity to test themselves against some of the best teams in the country. Yeah, my favorite part of when a new season starts is going through and looking at the rosters to see, okay, who's back, uh, who's gone. And, and when I looked at your guys' roster, I was like, oh, man. This is going to be a good year for the Aggies. Um, some of those experienced players, Jordy Holdaway and Tatum Stahl, both named to the Mountain West preseason all-conference team. It might seem simple, but what do they mean to this program? Like, what do they bring both on and off the court? It's easy to see what exceptional players they are, but but what truly do they mean to this program? 
yeah, it's one of my great, the greatest thing about coaching is that you get to surround yourself with awesome people mm -hmm. and you get to kind of choose who you're going to surround yourself with. And so, you know, we don't always choose who's going to choose to come here. Right. But we, we decide who we're going to recruit and who's going to be on staff. And, and it's just an amazing group of people. And, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned their talents as players, obviously that's there. Um, but just their work ethic and what they do every day and the way they compete and the way they get after it and the way that they care about each other and the way that they push each other. Um, and it's been interesting to see kind of the arc of our program as we've got more expectations and as, you know, the seasons are going to be a little bit more demanding, um, you know, some conflict that comes out and, hey, we don't always see eye to eye. And so how do we resolve those things and how do we compromise and how do we move forward as a group and get uh, united around a common goal? Um, and so just the growth that we've seen, especially in in Jordy and Tatum, I mean, the growth that we've seen even from last year, uh, the experience of that run through the tournament and the confidence that it gave them, you know, where previously there might be anxieties around those things or you know, the ability to reach out to teammates in ways that they had never done before because they are so much more mature. Um, you know, both of them obviously add a lot. And then, you know, just our, our senior group that's been around for so long is are so impactful. And I'm just amazed at what they do on a daily basis. We've also got some newcomers. Uh, so how have they meshed? Can you introduce us to some of the newcomers that we'll see for the Aggies this season? Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, Kelsey Watson transferred to us from uh, – Loyola Chicago. Um, and she was, you know, that was a great team. They have a great program at Loyola. She was a starter for them, played middle blocker, uh, really efficient hitter, unbelievable attacker. She came in and just had the biggest arm in our gym out of the middle of the court and could move it around and play with range and uh, scary good uh, how high she's playing and how much pace she can put on the ball and, uh, and just some of the angles that she hits are or some things that we haven't seen in our gym very often. Um, so we're really excited about Kelsey. Um, Jill Schneggenberger has been a four-year starter for the University of Colorado. I coached Jill uh, when she was a senior in high school in club in Southern <laughs> California. I helped out with uh, one of my friends, a former teammate, Joaquin Acosta, um, at A4. And so um, I got a chance to coach her and, uh, you know, Grew, a friendship grew out of that. And, uh, and so she was looking for a place to, to pursue a master's degree. And so we're so lucky to have her. Uh, she's just an unbelievable ball control player in system. I don't know, 60% of the time in serve receive in the pack 12 when she was playing for them. Um, and just a really smart player. And so just having her has risen the level of competition, our gym, right? The quality of her touch, the way that she can play, the experience that she's brought to the table, the range and power she can play with um, is has been really impressive. And so we're excited to have her. And then we have uh, some new freshmen on the team. Uh, Cambry Rodriguez is a libero that's uh, maybe one of the highest rated players um, that we've recruited uh, to Utah State. And, uh, you know, she's been in the national team gym doing kind of development programs for a long time. And um, it's just really seasoned with a high level club program that she came out of with club V. Um, and then, uh, you know, a couple other players, Rachel Reed, um, and, uh, Kaylin Scott, right. Some, some freshmen that were excited that raised the level in our gym and, and, uh, yeah, we're excited. We're moving. It feels like we're moving forward. 
that's all you can ask for, right? Is that the newcomers come in and just raise the level, raise the competitive energy and practices. But I can tell the <laughs> excitement you have for some of these players. So I'm excited. It's been fun to watch Utah State continue to just grow over the last couple of years. And and then to be able to add these fun and experienced pieces, I'm sure is, is uh, exciting for you as well. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the upcoming matches. I mean, it's the first week of the volleyball season this week. Uh, last week, though, you had an exhibition match uh, versus Idaho State. How did that go? Yeah, I played against Idaho State. Really love that coaching staff. I think they're doing a great job and, uh, you know, working to kind of turn that program around. Um, they had a, a few injuries, right? And so, uh, you know, brought a team down that you know, competed and, you know, got after it, uh, but maybe not all the kind of their pieces in place that they're excited to have uh, moving forward into the season. But for us, it's just about, hey, can we play a, a team that's not us, right? We've been training against ourselves for months and months. and It gets boring. Yeah, <laughs> to see some new faces on the other side of the net. And so great to compete. Uh, and then maybe the biggest takeaway from that exhibition match was, uh, you know, we put it together late, uh, you know, uh, didn't market it very well. And still we had, you know, seven, 800 people show up uh, to that match. And so we're really excited about the support that we're getting from the community, uh, kind of what that means. And we have some big time matches coming up and it's going to be crazy uh, in the Estes. And we, we just rebranded our whole gym. And so it's like this volleyball gym. It says club Estes. We're just going to get love that it. rocking. And uh, so we've, we're trying to create a whole vibe here and we're excited for what that means for the students and the community, but especially for our athletes and their experience playing at home. That's awesome. Utah State is one of the campuses I have yet to to travel to in the Mountain West, and I want to come to a game in Club Estes. I've heard it is like no other. I mean, the spectrum is one thing in and of itself, but Club Estes is like right there. So I need to I need to make a trip up there. Absolutely. Well, like I mentioned, first weekend of volleyball around the conference begins this weekend. Uh, let's go. You're just coming out of the gates, ready to go, heading to Nebraska for a tournament. You'll face Nebraska on Friday, SMU on Saturday, Lipscomb on Sunday. What are you hoping to see from your group throughout this upcoming weekend? Yeah, just that competitive vibe. Uh, what a what an experience to get to go and play at Nebraska, right? It's a once-in-a-lifetime the opportunity. This is like volleyball mecca, right? 85, Heaven. <laughs> 8,500 fans we get to play in front of. And we had some of those experiences last year. We got to play at BYU, mm -hmm. uh, which is this great packed venue and loud fans and, and uh, you know, had some nervy experiences. And then we went to the NCAAs and, you know, this brand new experience and kind of a different, um, totally different feel and different expectations and different pressure and we played a little nervy, you know, we played a little unsure of ourselves. And so now we get to dip our toe into a different pool and have another experience that opens us up. And I, and uh, that's the hope that we can just go play with a chip on our shoulder and be grateful for the experience and play with a ton of competitive curiosity, what we call it. And, uh, you know, just, hey, we're going to serve tough and we're going to swing hard and, and we're going to challenge them. And obviously they're going to be physical and talented and well coached. Um, but excited to see what we can do. Uh, and then we play an SMU team that is like a Mountain West all-star team, right? They, uh, you know, signed Olinger from Boise State, Shumay from Wyoming. And so, uh, you know, along with some other talented players, and I've got a ton of respect uh, for Sam. I don't know her very well, but just watching from afar, she just does a great job. 
Uh, I was a teammates with uh, their their associate head coach, Trent. So uh, they're going to be well coached and physical and tough. And uh, here's an opportunity to just play and compete against a really great volleyball team. And then same with Lipscomb and Brandon does a great job there. And um, so we're excited. Just hey, we're going to test ourselves against some great teams. We're playing a lot of top 50 programs, a lot of power five programs throughout the rest of the preseason. Um, and the goal is that it just, you know, sharpens the blades and, and gets us prepared for a tough conference season. Our conference is tough, right? There's a, we got some tough, tough tests coming, um, that route as well. Yeah. Well, the non-conference slate obviously doesn't end there and the venues just get better and better. You got Utah, Texas A&M, TCU, you mentioned BYU. Venues are great. What factors go into scheduling for the non-conference? Like what aspects do you value when you're looking at these non-conference matchups? I have no idea. (laughs) You know, people talk about RPI, you see teams approach it from, Hey, we're going to get 12 wins against, uh, you know, maybe some teams that we feel like we can beat. Uh, you see teams that get, you know, four wins against really, really good opponents. And, you know, they're still high up in the RPI and well considered. Um, so I don't know. We're, you know, I think we've had some success. And so, uh, you know, great programs are looking for teams that, you know, have had some wins or maybe going to have wins so that they can strengthen their schedule as well. Um for us, it's just, hey, we want to be tested and we want to go and play great teams and great pl- programs. And this is a great group that we have in the gym. Let's see, you know, what we need to improve on and what questions, you know, if, if we if we want to make a run at the end of the season in conference tournament, if we want to make a run in the NCAA tournament, what questions do we need to answer? What do we need to figure out? And so in some ways, you know, you want to play teams that are going to expose you. Um, and, you know, what what do we need to do and how do we need to get better? And so I think that's certainly part of it. Uh, we're lucky we went to Utah and to BYU last year. So we get them to come up to Logan this year. And uh, that's going to be unbelievable for our fans and the community. And it's going to be packed and crazy. And uh, so it's going to be some awesome experiences for our uh, our players at home as well. And then, you know, going to Texas, you mentioned going to Texas A&M, we play those guys, TCU, and a really good UNI program uh, that's been a top 50 program and returning a lot of players. And so, uh, you know, going to Texas was important for us, kind of growing that recruiting base a little bit and uh, playing against some great competition. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Who knows if we make any any of the right decisions, but I think we're going to have this uh, great opportunity to see where we're at and play some great teams uh, with a lot of great coaching. And uh, so maybe we'll learn some things along the way. Yeah. Well, I met with some of the new head coaches in the Mountain West back in January. And the one thing they all said was just the parity in the Mountain West and how competitive it is on any given night. And you mentioned it, how competitive conference play is in the Mountain West. To put it simply, how exciting is it? I I don't know if exciting is the right word. Uh, Is it to coach in this conference? Yeah, it's it's great. I don't know. It's great and it sucks. You know, that's the, <laughs> like the the realities of coaching is it's the highs and the lows. Um, and so, man, I wish that there were some teams that, you know, we could just kind of feel like, OK, we're going to hammer this team. But there's not. Everybody's good and everybody's competitive and everybody's got talent. Uh, and there's a lot of great coaches. I'm excited to see kind of this new crop of coaches and what they bring to the table. You know, there's a lot of unknowns there. And so different styles and different things, uh, ways that they're going to play. That's exciting to, um, you know, to get to see as well. 
Um, and then I don't, we have a six-team conference tournament, and I think the last week of the season, nine teams or ten teams still could have made it in, depending on you know different scenarios that could have played out. Um, and so I think you know that's a great thing that all these matches matter all the way through the end of the season, and uh, the top of our conference got better. I, you know, two years ago we were co-champs with uh, Colorado State, and we were somewhere around ninety-five in. Uh, in RPI and Colorado, I think was somewhere in the eighties maybe. Um, and, uh, and so that was the top of our conference. And then last year, uh, we ended up finishing fourth in our conference and we were 46 in RPI and UNLV was 22 and Colorado was in the sixties and San Jose was in the sixties and New Mexico was in the seventies. And so we had five teams last year that were better than the best teams in 2021. Um, you know, by some, by, by a national metric. Right. And, uh, and I think we're just going to get better this year. Uh, UNLV stacked and Colorado state re returns a ton of experience and we return a lot of experience and all these teams in the conference are just getting better and better. New Mexico returns a ton of experience, San Diego state, right. Made a big run at the end of the year and mm -hmm. brings back just about everybody. And Boise's always good and has a ton of physicality and, you know, you can just go on and on down the list and, um, you know, there's a lot of great teams and a lot of parity and it makes it tough. But it, uh, again, sharpens the the knife of, uh, you know, that competitive excellence that we're pursuing. And so yeah. we love it. Yeah, the bar just continues to be raised. All right, Coach. Well, now we are finally to our last segment, the fifth set. We're going to give you some rapid fire questions uh, to round out the episode. Are you ready? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> okay. Well, first, Crumble Cookie was created in Logan, Utah. So it's only fitting to ask you, what is your favorite Crumble Cookie flavor? I don't need a lot of cookies, but that sugar cookie with the pink frosting, I think that's probably the route I'd go. Just I think that was their original. And uh, so they kill that one. That's surprising because that is like the most sugary type cookie that I think they have. But hey, props to you. You got to yeah, go with I the original. Need about an eighth of it, you know, so I you got to get the cookie cutter that they sell. That's like yeah, seven fifty exactly. or whatever it is. I got five <laughs> so there's lots of people that eating those cookies. You know, I don't I don't get very much very often. Exactly. OK, well, that leads actually perfectly into my next question for you. You mentioned your kiddos. They're the cutest fans in the stands. Uh, I remember seeing them at the tournament. So. <laughs> You've got five kids. Uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of dad jokes up your sleeve. So what is the best dad joke that you have? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I can't think of one. Let's see. Um, I don't know. There's all sorts of different ones that, you know, my, my kids say I'm hungry. You know, it's like, hey, I'm dad. You know, all those <laughs> all those cheesy, you know, puns, one liners, whatever. And uh I'm definitely in some dad jokes. I can't think of any that come to mind. So, uh, I mean, I'll that to, one pretty much I'll hit it on to, the head. I'll have to leave dad. It yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but you talk about cute kids and oh, loving those fans. I, my kids talked a lot of trash. And so, you, you know, the, the word from some of the other coaches in the league, I don't know, they were too happy about, uh, Trent, you know, he was teasing me about, uh, I guess, yeah, they were right behind their bench. Were, right behind their bench and screaming during their timeout. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were repping Utah state for sure. There you go. Little trash talkers. All right. There we go. Coach, do you have a pregame routine? 
Uh, not really. Yeah. I, I don't get too stressed out during pregame stuff. And so, you know, just kind of hanging out in the, uh, office and spending time with the staff. I just have this awesome staff and they're, I don't know, just such good, just great women and, um, bring a ton to the table and really good friends. And so we just kind of hang out have a good time. Uh, I usually go, you know, we do serve receive before. And so I'll be in my sweats and then come back and change into, you know, my official gear of whatever polo and, and uh, pants, but uh, you know that's that's about it. I don't do, I don't do too much regimented, you know. You're just chill. Yeah. Just <laughs> All right. This one was very random, uh, but since you're heading to Nebraska to play the Cornhuskers, uh, going really random. Do you eat corn on the cob, or or do you shave it off? When you, or do you even eat corn? <laughs> we love corn on the cob. My okay. wife makes corn on the cob. And you slather it with butter and a little bit of salt. And uh, yeah, it's my favorite thing for sure. Corn on the cob. Okay. So on the cob. I was like, oh man, I hope he eats corn. I don't know <laughs> with that question. Um, and then last one for you. What's the funniest moment you've shared with your team in the last week? Uh, the funniest moment. I just, I don't know. People getting, you know people falling in random ways. There's some, you know, video of me going around where I was trying to jump on a box. We were doing some box jumps and I jumped sideways and the box flew out and I just fell. And we have security cameras all over the Estes. So you can't have a moment in the Estes that isn't caught on video clipped by our director of ops and then sent out to everyone. And so it's usually something going on in practice like that, where, you know, I, a player hits me in the face when we're playing (laughs) sided games and they, they love uh, seeing that. Uh, so maybe some of those moments. Darn security cameras. They always catch us at our best God, moments. Here we go. <laughs> well, Coach, thank you so much for joining me on the first Volleyball Edition episode of Taking the Lead. Good luck this weekend as you head to the Midwest. And it was great catching up with you. Yeah, thanks so much. Absolutely. Well, that's Utah State Volleyball Head Coach Rob Nielsen. Well, there you have it, the very first Volleyball Edition episode of Taking the Lead. The 2023 volleyball season begins on Thursday, August 25th. Join us next week for more episodes of Taking the Lead available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.